Hi everyone, Air here. Welcome to our Spirituality and Growth Mindset podcast today. I have a very special guest that's dear to my heart to be able to share about the diving of depths into depression. Here I have Tanya, and I'm not going to dare try to say your last name, (laughs) (laughs) but she is my opera singer. She's my superstar, and she has so much to share with you guys today. So let's get that last name out. (laughs) First of all, thank you so much for having me. And the pronunciation is Cianciulli, Italian. The perfect last name for an opera singer. (laughs) Exactly. And then just give a little bit more background on what kind of led you here. I know that we first met over a year ago here at Flying With Air Mm -hmm. and Tanya just pretty much said that she was going to be my best friend and I didn't have a choice. (laughs) I tend to do that with people I really click with immediately. Okay, you are now one of my best friends. (laughs) Yeah, well, we've, we've been coming to Miami now for like eight years. I've been homeschooling my kids for eight years. And so we escape Toronto in the winter and we come to Florida um, throughout the winter to enjoy the weather. And um, when we discovered your shop, I just said to my kids, like, we have to go in there and, and see what it's all about. And sure enough, we, we hit it off the bat right away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a little bit standoffish at first. And again, she's just like, no, you're mine now. And I just accepted because she's a beautiful soul. Aww. And I get to tell everybody now that I know this, you know, award-winning opera singer, <laughs> songwriter. And she's way more than that, right? Like, you're way more than that. And um, it might be a little bit weird if, you know, somebody like starts listening and they're like, hey, what does an opera singer or a singer-songwriter have to do with, like, diving into the depths of depression? Understandable. But you're more than that. You're an author, you are a practitioner of NLP, heart math, all these words that I don't know, but we plan to find <laughs> out. <laughs> so let's start there. Um, what is NLP and heart math and how did you get into work that would have anything to do with depression? Well, I would have to first and foremost say I'm an artist. And so I'm an artist, you know, and that can include all different kinds of genres, like the music writing that I do, the singing, um, being, being an author, um, I, I love to write, I love to create. And so I think that artists n- are naturally born with this sort of, um, it's like a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, you have this up joyous side, and then you can also have this very melancholy side mm-hmm. to you where you feel things so insanely deeply that you're just like, ah, my heart can't handle this. And you just start welling up with tears and you have to go off and create something to describe it um, or to process it. And so um, so now I've gotten off track completely and forgot your original question. But first and foremost, I would have to say that I'm, I'm an artistic being. And with artistic beings, I think that it's very important for us to equip ourselves with the self-care that we need in order to help ourselves get through just even daily life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with you on that, 100%. As someone that would say, yes, I'm in the artistic realm, but I'm also in the business realm. And trying to balance that on a daily basis, for me, um, I feel like you always have to put on a show to an extent. Like, ironically, we're on a show. I feel like diving into the depths of depression was going to be something I wanted definitely in the first five episodes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the people that we're talking to, especially the women artists that we're talking to, they kind of have to close this all in all the time Mm -hmm. and only show like the pretty side, right? Yeah. And I feel that melancholy though, at least in my past when I go to create things and Mm -hmm. I love to paint, I love, you know, different types of forms of mediums Mm -hmm. that... I actually create some of the most beautiful, authentic, and relatable things after the melancholy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why it's a, both a blessing and a curse. Because it's like, it's a curse because, you know, you can't run from yourself. You're in your head all the time. You can't escape your own voice unless you, like, okay, go drugs or alcohol or whatever. Escapism. We, we might it's even all talk about that later. Escapism. Exactly. But, um, you know, we, we, we have access to both and not everyone can take such intense feelings and experiences and and morph them into a song or a painting or a poem Mm. it's whatever genre 
you you like and so it's like artists what i came to realize on an even deeper level was through the pandemic we are the storytellers of our generations of our times it's mm-hmm. the artists that are you know sort of feeling everything on such a deep level and putting it out to the world of like here this is how i process this or how i express this and this might bring you comfort too you know so how would you everyone i feel like knows what depression feels like after covid just like you said after the yeah. pandemic i feel like no matter who you are on some degree you know what anxiety feels like you know what it's like to have prolonged sadness which yeah. is yeah. what depression is classified mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. is 3 to 6 months of prolonged mm-hmm. sadness mm-hmm. um in that loneliness that it, it just all comes in together and it even makes me tighten up in my heart chakra right like in that yeah. chest yeah i saw you holding your chest yeah yeah so other than that you use art to be able to not like spiral into that but you also mentioned like hey some people don't have artistic type of ways to be able to express themselves and to release it right so then so- they use what we put out they they benefit from what us artists put put out mm-hmm. which is why like it's it's disgusting that the arts are always so underfunded mm-hmm. and always the first thing to go because art is everywhere like what were we doing during the pandemic we were binge watching netflix mm-hmm. and youtube videos and listening to our favorite albums and like looking at and 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 taking from the benefits of art mm-hmm. everything is art i feel like i lost maybe like 36 hours of my life with tiktok videos <laughs> during the pandemic because like i feel like that was all i was doing was listening um, her name was zoe actually she's just like this really um she reminds me of samantha from sex in the city okay. and i feel like yeah. i watched her on tiktok oh, wow. and she's the only person that made me laugh that entire time and comedy is in the form of art too exactly. like it, it's like, it's everywhere <laughs> you can't escape it you know so you know people might complain about artists or they're oh artists are always starving and you can't make a living at that why would you want to go into that field um excuse me do you not benefit from art on like every moment of your daily basis generally like mm-hmm. stop poo-pooing it stop complaining <laughs> i love like that's I, you your can't, job you <laughs> cannot live you can't survive without art try go ahead and try try to go in traffic without listening to music exactly i feel like there'd be a lot yeah a lot more wrecks or at least angry drivers. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so depression it manifests in so many different ways, yeah, right? Yeah. Totally. So, how I go through depression or how I go through like deep sadness is going to be different from you. Exactly. So, with outside of like spiraling, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how does depression manifest in your life and like how has it affected maybe your mindset especially? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 47 right now. I don't mind sharing my age. Um when I was younger I started noticing it but I didn't know what it was called I didn't know it was anxiety I didn't know it was like waves of depression I literally just thought something's wrong with me mm-hmm. and when you say younger do you mean like um, childhood like in, or like as a, te- as a young teen mm-hmm. yeah and I'm and I'm sure like I don't remember too much prior to like 10 years old maybe let's say and maybe that's because I blocked some of it out because mm-hmm. my parents got divorced and there was definitely some you know trauma caused by that um but i i just would find myself walking around feeling like i said to i remember saying to my mom one time when i was really young like if you came to me right now and said do you want to go to the circus or a fair or whatever like i just would be like no i don't care and like obviously something like that would appeal to a young kid mm-hmm. but it was like it just was like i i felt so almost drowned or like dampened my mood that it just I couldn't even get excited about things that you should be excited about. So that's sort of when I first started noticing it. I would say the first time I really truly realized that I had a problem coping with depression and anxiety was um shortly leading leading up to the time that I was pregnant and then definitely once I had my children it wasn't just postpartum depression it was like it's like almost everything started caving in and like coming to the surface as if to say you need to deal with your shit right now because you brought these children into the world and you want to be the best mom and woman and person you can for them mm-hmm. and for yourself because who who wants to go through life feeling like this no one does but it's like then you have children and you got to be there for someone else 
and you're, you're, you you catch yourself sitting there staring at the blank wall and not like really unmotivated to like just even get up and brush your teeth or make your bed or get dinner on the table because you know your husband's on his way home and he's worked hard all day long and you just feel like I've just sat here doing nothing but I feel completely paralyzed mm. you know so I, I I started looking for a therapist and I, I just started throwing myself into everything I could do in the self-help world whether it was attending seminars reading self-help books uh finding amazing circles of women that were you know dealing with similar things that I was dealing with but they were constantly you know sort of taking action in their life and still pursuing their dreams and um it just it just sort of snowballed it was like I, I was like on a mission to heal myself and I I just would say to certain people I felt safe with tell me what to do what's worked for you mm-hmm. oh well I went and I did this course so I went and did my training for neurolinguistic programming which is basically the study of the human brain and why we do the things we do and how we seek out purposely you know the things that stand out for us our brain has a filtering system um studying you know human excellence and then it was like um you know I did my training as a teacher trainer with the Institute of Heart Math which they um really work with um a, a certain method of, of connected breathing and bringing to your mind things that bring you joy and just sort of meditating around that bringing your heart and your mind and your emotions into coherence to sort of get on their they have these heart wave measuring systems to to make your heart rate smooth you know mm-hmm. if you hook yourself up to a heart rate monitor and you're having a panic attack or something it's all like imagine like jagged lines right so it's like with this technique of breathing you can smooth out your heart rate you can you know bring your your breathing back down to your diaphragm and just calm yourself like find that inner peace right Mm -hmm. and from there we can make better decisions for ourselves and do more more things that show ourselves Mm self-love i think when i think of you i always think of the heart chakra like and it's not just your red nail polish that you always like signaturely have and i've adopted but I always think of the heart chakra and I know yeah. hearts are like a big part for you. Like totally. Even yeah. your Instagram is like the obsession of heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uncovering that. And you kind of sort of hinting at that whenever you were talking about, I don't even know what way you would call it, but like a toolkit. Right. Yeah. yeah. You said you started reaching out to people and you're like, what worked for you? Yeah. Right. So like what is in, you know, Tanya's toolkit? Yeah. In my toolkit. And that's another thing, like reaching out to people, don't just reach out to anybody. Mm-hmm. You want to reach out to people who are doing what you want to do. And that's not, actually like, something I know of. Yeah. Like, don't ask advice from people you don't want to be like. Exactly. <laughs> or, or people that have not gone where you've gone, or at mm-hmm. least tried to go where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in my toolkit, and it's obviously going to be different for everybody, um, I think, you know, the, the top sort of things for me are... Um, Number one, I would say, are the relationships in my life with the women that I have in my life that are very genuine. They have my best interests at heart. They hurt if I hurt. And and you can usually tell who those people are. One of them for sure is my mom. Another one is my daughter. We have an incredibly close uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. And I have lots of other amazing girlfriends that it's like, okay, I'm struggling with this. I'm going to call that girlfriend who's mm-hmm. also married and has kids, or I'm going to call this girlfriend who also is pursuing an opera career and, and reach out to those people to have those really genuine heart to heart conversations. That's what I did with you last week or not even last yeah. week, maybe a few days ago. I pulled a chapter out of your book or your toolkit, if yeah. you will. Um, she has a book too, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I pulled a chapter out of your, now I can't even speak anymore. This, a little bit anxiety and about some relationships. I'm a single woman and I didn't know, you know, what my next step was. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this transformative chapter of my life. And I was trying to pull, you know, one of your tools out and I'm like, who can I call? Cause I don't want to spiral. Right. Like that's the opposite of the whole thing that we want to get away from is spiraling into that darkness or that depression, especially for too long. So I called you because I was like, okay, 
this woman, you know, I look up to you, even though like we're friends, but I still look up to you, right? And I'm like, she has, you know, the type of lifestyle, like with family and she has, you know, a great marriage and, you know, they've been together a long time. And like, I've seen this beautiful creation, of, you know, your heart, Aww. right? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, if I'm going to call anybody, I don't want to call, you know, someone I don't want to be like, right? Like, I didn't need the pep talk of like, you know, single ladies. I right, needed the right. pep talk of like, you know, you know, he's out there, right? Like right. the love of your yeah, life yeah. is out there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and you were really there for me during that part. So like that helped me from spiraling, right? So that yeah. being your number one toolkit. And the thing is like with spiraling, you, you know, you learn more about yourself. You get to know your, your patterns better. And the thing with spiraling is you do want to try and catch it before you kind of spin out of control because it's such a fine line, right? Um, and so it's like, yeah, you can have write it out if you need to at first when you when you first start trying to work through what you're going through and and write out, okay, these are the things that make my heart feel good, that make me feel happy, that kind of bring a spring back into my step when I'm about to spiral downward. These are the things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And write the list out for yourself. Call mom, call air, call you know whoever it is. Um, sit down and journal. For 10 minutes and put a timer on uh go for a jog put the music on and scream and sing along to it mm-hmm. like whatever those things are and they're going to be different for for everyone like some of us might have over overlapping things that we love yeah um and the thing is not everything is going to work every time so it's like you have to have a, a big enough sort of toolkit built up that you know you're plotting along, everything's going okay, and then all of a sudden you feel triggered and like, whoa, where did that come from? And it's feel like you're being taken down all over again. You're like, I thought I healed that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you didn't. Um, okay, this thing, this journaling is not working for me right now, or the gym is not working for me right now. Um, go, you know, set an appointment, find a psychologist, or um, go to the spa. Go to the spa. Go yeah. do some self-care things. Like, don't go. It pay maybe if you want to go buy yourself a new dress or whatever, but I mean self-care in the sense of like truly like, okay, spa, you're taking care of your body, go to yoga class, um, go buy yourself a new great book, like things that aren't just like, you know, you can go get your nails done and then you walk back in the house and the shit hits the fan and it's like all of that sort of inner peace you had is flushed down the toilet. Mm -hmm. But if you do other things that are a little more like a little deeper in nature i think that those effects stick with you longer and sustain you for longer so you know it's it's a good idea to take some time and and just sit there and think what are the things that bring me joy let's just make a list of it and freaking stick it on the fridge and the next time you sense yourself downwards oh you know what i'm going to force myself to call this person right now or i'm going to force myself to write sit down and read five pages of this uplifting book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can treat it like a prescription. That's what I did with you. I, I didn't even realize that this toolkit that you're speaking of, maybe it's because I'm with you so much yeah. now that it just, you broke off on me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad. But <laughs> it's pretty good, good actually. It's pretty good. <laughs> not going to lie. So one of the few things I noticed is, yeah, I did call you, right? Mm-hmm. I did that whole reach out to a, a girlfriend that, yeah. you know, is in my inner circle and no cares about me and yeah. wants like yeah. the best for me. But that wasn't the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. If I'm being you know, straightforward, yeah. the first thing I did, and this is where you and me opposite, because I immediately I was like, I'm going to go do yoga, right? Like, that's Good. my, you know, go to, yeah. if I don't do yoga daily, I'm See, not the you person you want yourself. me to be. Yeah. And the yoga didn't work for me that day. Like while I'm in my practice, I'm like, you know, stumbling and, you know, just, it's not, I'm not there. So the yoga didn't work. And then for me also, and I love the pun because of what you just said, nature, Yeah. right? Like for you, it was nature as in like your soul, your body, your essence. Yeah. For me, it's like physical mother nature. Oh, absolutely. So like hiking, going to the ocean, I know is a big thing for you. It's so grounding. So like, yeah. Those type of aspects, like yes. completely different, because I know that I'm like, hey Tanya, do you want to go do yoga? And you're like, some days <laughs> I'm not getting out of bed at 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. But you'll call me at 6 a.m. <laughs> like, that's the funny part. 
is like listening to that and for me even meditation so yeah. i think i was telling you about an app like the top 10 what was it called 10 percent like 10 percent happier i think mm-hmm. is their mm-hmm. tagline but meditation for me and getting my mind yeah. my, like yeah self like centered yes. whether it's late at night or whether it's early morning yeah has been beneficial and there's yeah, spiritual yeah. teachers out there do yeah. you listen to any certain like teachers or gurus you talk about self-help books um i you know i I've, I've mostly i haven't really gotten too much into listening to listening to people who meditate like on youtube or, or certain podcasts i do listen to like self-help podcasts like jay shetty and l robbins mm-hmm. i love those are probably my top two people yeah she's just so real and just go do it and that's that's (laughs) what people need when you're in this struggling space you don't need some glammed up person like oh we just do this and like makes the person feel like oh i maybe if i had their life then i wouldn't be depressed Mm -hmm. no you can have their life you can have the most glamorous life you can have it all and still find yourself sitting there staring into space saying what is wrong with me? I can't move my body and I feel like I'm in quicksand. Mm. So, um, but books, I, I mean, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. I love Jeff Brown, um, Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way. That's who I get um, the morning pages from every morning. Right now I'm trying to write for like 10 minutes with, um, I listen to Alanis Morissette's meditation um, album. And it just, the, her album is enough to just sort of quiet the voice inside of me that's like, this is garbage. This isn't going to work. Why are you even doing this? What am I going to write? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's like the music calms me and then the writing just starts to flow. And before you know it, you're making connections sort of aha moments that you wouldn't have if you had to force yourself to sit down and write. Um, so yeah, books, books are like, I love books yeah. I'm always and I, I will reread the same ones over and over again if, if I need to sometimes if like, I really need that message and um, you know you can read a book more than once and get different things out of it because we're always growing and changing so it's like what applied to, to you when you first read it may not apply anymore but you're going to find another nugget um, and I've had people say to me like why are you all reading why are you always reading these books like they basically all say the same thing yeah okay fair enough a lot of them do it's a lot of regurgitated maybe put in another way we're all humans (laughs) exactly well how different can it possibly be but it just it's one of those things that keeps me from downward spiraling it's like i read something that's so uplifting and so like an aha moment and i'm just like oh just sort of fills my heart and it's okay i can carry on for another day or sometimes i can only carry on for another 10 minutes and then i have to pick myself up again Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It can come in waves. Like, there's there's no limit to how many times you can wipe your sleep. Mm-hmm. Just get up and pull your socks up and try it again. And just keep clearing the hands, clearing the clearing um, Our entire first episode was about what you just said. Was oh, the cool. fact that um, going through suicidal tendencies, which, mm. you know, that's depression spiraling, right? Yeah. It's like that is the end of the line whenever you start to have those type of thoughts right. and they start to kind of capture, you know, your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. I always think of depression as like, it's not, it's not cancer, right? There's yeah. no physical cell in your body that's like taking over, but it's like your mind is almost destroying you. Yeah. And if your mind is destroying you going through depression, then how do you like conquer your mind, right? Like that's supposed to be the one thing on your side. If you break yeah, your leg, yeah. okay, sorry, but the leg is going to be fine. It's not yeah. going to like not go back together, right? Right, right? It's going to reprogram itself. But the mind being like the most powerful part, depression just kills it. It's the worst disease yeah. I think to have when it comes to you lose control. Yeah, you can, so, I mean, you can rewire your your mind. A, a really great friend of mine, Tanya Chernova wrote a book on Undermine. This, I think it's seven um seven seven different ways that we self-sabotage ourselves and, and in that book she talked a lot about uh, rewiring the brain so i do think it's that it, it's possible like what nugget she always says is what um fires together wires together what fires together wires together i'm pretty sure that's it and so it's like it's like any habit that we start that we get into Mm -hmm. we we keep firing it we keep firing it we keep firing it and it starts to wire it like 
creates a new neural pathway in your brain. And we did study a little bit of that in NLP, but um, it's, it's, it's uh, consistency, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just go, it, it's consistency with everything, whether it's my practice in opera and singing or yoga or working out in the gym. You can't just go to the gym for one day or one week or go to yoga for one day or do vocalizations for one day and expect that all of a sudden you're going to have this flexible range in your body or your vocal cords or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent to see growth and to see these um, new changes. And so it's the same with if you're fighting depression. You have to have things set up in your life that won't allow, that will keep you from failing and keep you from downward spiraling. So it's like, Put all those things in place. Know your go-to people. Know the things that bring you joy. Know the things that help you when you're having those moments where it's like, oh God, I, I really see the dark tunnel now. It's coming. Like, because you can you know when it's coming. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I don't want to go there again. And it's like, okay, get up, make your bed. And some days it's just the tiniest micro step. Like just make your bed or just brush your teeth or brush your hair, put a little bit of makeup on. Like the tiniest things then often lead to another baby step that leads to another baby step that leads to another baby step. And before you know it, you're just sort of like, okay, I got this. Like maybe I didn't accomplish everything today that I wanted to do. But I got up, made my bed, did a couple things on my to-do list feel like I didn't just get taken down and spend the whole day in bed feeling sorry for myself or feeling completely paralyzed. And sometimes it is just talking to yourself and saying, just do this one yourself. Mm. Like just do this one tiny thing for yourself and then see how you feel. I want to get your feedback on something. Mm -hmm. um, one of the toolkits I've always been told about and I've tried to practice it and I'm not that strong at it. I want to be very vulnerable in the mm -hmm. fact that People always are telling me in these self-help books or on these podcasts that gratitude yeah, is oh, the gratitude. killer of depression. But when I am going through those mood swings or those I, deep dives, yeah, 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 yeah. like gratitude and expressing that for, you know, the roof over my head or, you know, I got beautiful little golden doodle at home, mm -hmm. like that can be really, you know, hard mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something that when you're writing or like when you are reaching out or is that something that you put in your toolkit or do you think, hey, it's still valid, but you just don't use it for yours? I I mean, I've definitely found myself over the years sitting down, okay, sit down and write and write before because you're telling yourself right now, your life sucks, it's over, um, it all feels doom and gloom. And so I'll sit down and write I would write gratitude lists and all sometimes I feel like I'm just going through the motions I'm like yeah okay um and it doesn't always work mm -hmm. and so sometimes I feel like I need to dig a bit deeper and usually what I like to do then is um I always find that if I'm really struggling I like purposely seek out someone else mm -hmm. like I will message a friend who I know that struggles too and how are you? Um, like, you know, even when you called me the other night, like I've been up and down since January. I don't know what it is with January. I think I were in February. <laughs> I was like, it's February 1st. <laughs> but like, even when I got off the phone with you, I felt so much better just by being there for you. Mm. And it made me feel purposeful and useful. And that can be enough sometimes to just snap you back into Helping okay. somebody else. You know what? That feels really good. I'm glad I have an amazing friend that I can even do that for. Yeah, because she doesn't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go into like three different categories mm -hmm. here. So you really covered, you know, your toolkit for yourself, right? But you know, our listeners know now that you're not just you. You have a family. So as a mother, and I know that this is one of your focuses because actually I'll let you announce, what are you studying currently? <laughs> yeah, so I decided to get my master's in counseling psychology at 47 years old, 46. <laughs> but it works. And like, that's one yeah. of the main reasons why I was like, she's going to be great for this episode is like, she has this artistic, you know, 
track record, but also she's kind of decided, you know, 40 is, I'm just going to call it 40. But like, 40's not the end of the road, right? So like, you just completely like switched, you know, tracks. Yeah, like I I think again, coming down to being an artist, we're sort of in that world already of being very aware of our feelings and and how we impact other people. I think a lot of us artists are empaths. We really take on what other people are feeling and going through and we can sense that and be of help and service to other people. then it's it sort of like just followed a natural progression, I, I guess, because I was trying to help myself and better myself for my two kids, which are now um, almost 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went and did the training in neurolinguistic programming. I went and did my teacher training at the Institute of Heart Math. And then I just, I can't remember, I got this email in my inbox one day from York University in Canada, and they were talking about the Masters in Counseling Psychology program, and it just, it was like Chinese torture. Like it just, it kept popping in my mind. It just wouldn't leave me. So I discussed it with my husband. So of course it's like, it's a big financial commitment. Yeah, masters. And yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he was totally supportive. He's just like, if you want to go back to school and knock yourself out, go for it. I'm like, okay, great. I'll take that as a go. Um, and you know, I just find it so interesting and it's helping me. And as a, as a result, I think I'm maybe help my kids more mm-hmm. um but your I, focus was in teenagers right yeah teenagers, I, depression I'm, and anxiety yeah i'm absolutely so. focusing the more i go through it the more i realize i really am focusing and want to focus a lot on teens adolescents um, anxiety and depression and, and thankfully you helped me with one of my major assignments last year in um back course again um clinical case studies oh something of that God. regard like yeah, so. <laughs> something i'm strangely good at yeah but more I'm importantly really analyzing studies that's for sure oh yeah i'm a skeptic i'm a skeptic <laughs> so of that program so far mm-hmm. or like heart math or mm-hmm. nlp i know that you know we might have mothers that are listening even though i'm not a mother yet is there anything particularly through those programs that you've been able to apply to your kids directly and obviously I want to keep it confidential because I love both of yeah. them, but I, I would say the number one thing is to be compassionate and to be, to be open-minded and compassionate and really listening is so important. Like so many times we're listening in order to reply and we have our, our reply already in our head while the person is sharing with us. And it's like to be a, a psychologist, you know, of course, yeah, you want to be able to reply to them and help them work through it. But so much of it is just being so present and making that person feel like they are the only person in the world right now and just be with them. And I think that that's, I think that that's what our teenagers need a lot of as well is, they don't, you know, there's a time and a place for, let me help you with this and you need to do this and you need to do that. Mm-hmm. But so often I think, rush in to make it better and help and when really all they need is to be listened to and not judged and just to, you know it's gotta be really hard mm-hmm. like i'm so sorry you're going through that right now that's gotta be really hard to go through and you know what else do you want me to know is there, is there anything you want me to know is there anything you how can i support you you know and just really listening and, and being compassionate i i saw this meme on instagram recently where mom pulled into the driveway and her daughter was basically laying on the driveway having an attack mm-hmm. just pulled into the driveway parked the car got out on the driveway and laid down and hugged her daughter and just laid there i think you sent me that yeah actually. i probably sent you that yeah i started crying because it's like yeah that's all anyone really wants most people know how to solve their own problems and what to do next it's or like, what they should do or next. what they should do exactly mm-hmm. But like sometimes you just need someone to lay with you or sit with you and hold you or look at you or, you know, a soft touch and just listen. Do you think that there's anything with teenagers? Because obviously I'm not a teenager anymore. You're not a teenager anymore. (laughs) We've had those years. We've moved forward. But 
I see your daughter and I see a lot of, you know, the customers that we have at Flying With Air, they are teenagers. Yeah. And yeah. they're very unique teenagers yeah. too, because we're yeah. a very kind of niche, you know, metaphysical, Absolutely. you know, herbalism, these type of stories, yeah. not yeah. where, you know, all the cool kids always hang out. I yeah. think we're the cool kids, but Absolutely. that's a, neither here nor there right now. But I feel that your childhood and my childhood and my teenage years and your teenage years were so different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have several employees that I've had over the years that are teenage girls or teenage boys, and they battle a certain level of depression yeah. that I don't know that I necessarily had during that, that time in my life. Is there something in their toolkit that maybe isn't as applicable to someone that's like an adult woman that you would suggest for them? Because they might not be as eager to like write it yeah. all down. I mean, I, um, I I definitely think, I mean, listen, social media is a double-edged sword. I use, I like to use it for my music. I like to use it to promote my music or when I have to know my first book. Um, otherwise, I will post pictures of arts that I buy. Like just, and just things that I'm like, if I'm going to contribute anything, at least I want it to be uplifting and loving and, you know, positive. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that or whatever. But um, it, it can be it's it can be so dangerous because it's just constantly comparing, mm. and in social media, it's just basically a highlight reel of people's lives, and you don't know how many times that girl sat and took that selfie a million times over again, and probably filtered it, uh, or you know you, you catch the pictures from her vacation or this that and the other, and you just think, oh wow, they must really have a perfect relationship or a perfect life. And they look like they're you know killing it but they they could be the most depressed person ever mm -hmm. behind those words and that's what's heartbreaking so many you know i didn't grow up with cell phones and social media so these kids are growing up with this stuff where they just think it's normal yeah. i grew up with a nokia you probably remember those I, I but mean, i know if i asked your daughter phone. she was yeah that was my first phone after i had already had my kids and then i discovered i could send a text message on i was like oh <laughs> i was just playing snake to be honest yeah. with you <laughs> like that shows my age i was just playing snake that's so funny but, but yeah it can be so dangerous and so i mean i know my daughter got completely off social media she found that just like Comparison thing, it's just like overstimulation, and you, you get sucked in, and before you know it, you've wasted a half an hour or an hour, and then you really feel like crap. Five to like, six hours on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, like if you're depressed, you're gonna be even more depressed if you just mindlessly scroll through Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Then it's like then you're gonna guilt yourself. Well, I just wasted an hour of my life that I could have just even gone for a 20-minute walk and made mm. myself feel so much better. So I think, I, I mean, it's, it's, is it realistic to expect our kids to get off of social media? It probably, but, um, <laughs> I would say, I would say that a lot of teens need their own therapist. Okay. I so really you have do. like two things in there, actually. I guess. You yeah. have one where you take away, which mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like the anti-toolkit, right? Right, right. Because like, right. you're taking like, something out. Yeah, yeah. But now you just flipped it right like to have their own psychiatrist or think, to have their own psychologist i think that's really important mm -hmm. um because then they feel that they have someone who doesn't know anything about them and mm -hmm. who's just interested in getting to know them and listen mm -hmm. and they have 100 confidentiality obviously unless the psychologist or psychiatrist is worried that they could harm themselves or something they have to report that mm -hmm. but um you know, it's it's a space for them to go and just and dump it all out. My mom this or my dad that or this girl at school or that kid da da da, and just you know, feel like they have someone that's actually presently listening to them. I think that I, I just think everyone should have a psychologist. Mm. I actually want to touch base on that a little bit. So we live in you know the United States, right? Our healthcare mm. system is. You know, at times really great and at times yeah. you know not so great right. i found that even with health insurance like some of these psychiatrist bills you know are 160 yeah. a session yeah. so i personally wasn't able to seek out you know a psychiatrist or a psychologist when i was going through some of these dark transitions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i was able to find mentors and you know people kind of going yeah, back to what huge. you said in the beginning is yeah. like 
who do you want to be like, right? Yeah, or where do you yeah. want to go? So I purposely, outside of toolkit that we both discussed, you know, the yeah. yoga, the writing, the artistic nature, I had to go and find people and just kind of be like, hey, how, how can I yeah. help you? <laughs> like, yeah. my name is Air. I um, guess the element, <laughs> like the whole, you know, nine yards explain. And I had to seek out some of those almost clawing my way out of depression. Yeah. But I didn't have access to the psychiatrist. Like, yeah. by all means, if I could talk to a professional and sit down and be yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how school was, or this is yeah. how, yeah. you know, that trauma was for me or that relationship was for me. But I had to kind of think outside the box. Yeah. And for those families out there that can't necessarily, you know, afford a psychologist yeah. or afford a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the next best bet. So it's like, you know, your daughter wanted to learn about the metaphysical. So you went and hunted down a woman. I did. I was like, you know what? You are going to take my daughter under your wing. And that was perfectly splendid because that was also very healing for me. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that um, when you're working off of, you know, those low energy vibrations or mm -hmm. that depression frequency, mm -hmm. that you can have cross healing. Absolutely. She brought me so much more yeah. enlightenment and honestly faith in our young kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I was like, wow, this woman, she cares, you know, this young lady, she cares about politics. She cares about expressing and like yeah. human rights and all these different things. And that was very healing towards, oh, you yeah. know, my anxiety and my depression because I'm like trying to fight the good fight. Yeah. It doesn't always work, right? Or it doesn't feel like it's working. Yeah. And that's how we get these like spirals. Yeah, I think that we can definitely help each other heal. And I think that it, it has to be, you know, I've, re I've read a lot of Brene Brown as well, um, Daring Greatly and um, Gifts of Imperfection. And she always stresses to only share with people that you can be your most vulnerable self with and you're not going to be shamed. Hmm. Um, can you repeat that just so I hear that one more time? You <laughs> okay, let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> to, to share with people that you know you can be your vulnerable self with but they're not going to shame you mm -hmm. for saying uh, you know example could be like i am really depressed i don't know why oh, how could you be depressed you have such an amazing life you have this you have that blah, blah, blah. like mm -hmm. i i i you're just gonna you know i, I just needed something like a deflection but yeah um share something and then they get defensive and oh are you telling me I'm oh great I'm a horrible mom like that's the worst that's the last thing your kid needs to hear mm -hmm. you know they just want it they just want to be listened to and you know as parents sometimes we need to own our own shit and take responsibility mm -hmm. we're not perfect you know and I think right now we're living in such an aware society that's almost like you know what's right you know what's right it's out there now. It's out there, right? You can look up anything these days and know how to properly have a conversation with someone and make you feel better or whatever. Yeah, if you care, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, so so finding someone that you feel comfortable with, that you can be vulnerable with, is not going to shame you. Looking for mentors is honestly such an amazing to have like and, and you can have multiple me mentors you can mm -hmm. have i could have a mentor for my music i could have a mentor for my writing mm -hmm. um i have know, five i always right? have five mentors for and, every aspect of my life that's and, what keeps yeah, me it, that's amazing going. and i like you know i i've taught self-care classes to artists before and one of the things i talked about with them is having like almost like a board of directors of your heart your mm -hmm. soul so write out a list who are, who's on your board of directors who do I go to when I need help financially? Or who do I go to when I need inspiration? Or um, I'm just, you know, feeling not good enough today for um, help with my music or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And and write down those mentors. And that's another thing you can go back to. If you feel like you're starting to slip. It's like, oh, I got triggered because I saw someone on Instagram post that their career is going so crazy. Or they have the new baby. And they have the new baby, mm -hmm. and I don't. And okay, I'm really triggered, and I'm gonna downward spiral. You know what? I'm gonna call this so and so person mentor and, and have to talk to them before I completely drag mm -hmm. myself through the mud. Um, and that's what I want to kind of highlight on. I kind of to wrap this all up is the fact that like you are someone that connects like the heart to people. 
right? Mm -hmm. And you do that through your music, you do that through, you know, your future practice, you do that through your children. And again, all I think about is like your heart chakra. Like Aww. I assigned a chakras to everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are the heart chakra, Aww, <laughs> like the essence. So I want to just like highlight you for a moment and talk about, you know, you have an album coming out mm -hmm. and I know you have music coming out that relates to exciting and depression, overcoming mm -hmm. these type mm -hmm. of things. So like, give me like a little bit of a snippet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to sing, you can sing. No, that's but, okay. But like, tell me a couple of tracks, like tell me what they're about. Yeah. So, um, I, so yeah, the, I have a new album coming out this year. I, the first piece I released, um, was in, in the fall of uh, just before 2023 and it was called churchyard roses and it just it was about sort of the, the the anguish that my grandmother went through losing her child to brown people before mm. and what what made me really want to write about that was i as a mom myself i was like how did she even drag herself out of her bed every day after mm -hmm. losing her child that would be hard that would be devastating. And back then, they didn't have the resources that we have these days. Um, so kudos to her. Um, but more so on on the topic of anxiety and depression, I wrote a song called Thousand, A Thousand Cries. And it's just sort of like living through those waves and seeing it, here we are again, seeing it coming. Even though you're so surrounded by a thousand friends and people that love you, you can still feel incredibly alone, isolated, and depressed. And, you know, my, my daughter goes through anxiety and whatnot as well. We have really amazing conversations together. And so part of the song was like, I was writing that song sort of to like my inner child and also my child. Mm. And so we just finished, we just shot the video for it last week on the beach during sunrise. And it was, I think it's going to be a really beautiful and touching video with like metaphors and symbolism being there for our kids and, and just the, the journey that we go through, that, that, that whole journey that we go through um, and you know, healing back. There's like just things that we did that sort of like metaphors of like healing back the layers of the onion. Like that is, you know, that's what it's like going through therapy and what it's like going through life, frankly. You're mm -hmm. constantly healing back layers, discovering new things, healing different things. And so, so that's just one of the main ones. There's, there's a few others that sort of... Yeah, know, we don't want to give it all away. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like those are, it's my first all original album. Mm -hmm. And I've done other albums, covers and classical music and stuff. But this one is like obviously very near and dear to my heart. because It's all original. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think like simple but poignant lyrics. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been something that's helped me heal. And so hopefully it's something that... You know, other people listen and they can resonate and that too. And there is hope, or mm -hmm. just well, even relating is finding everything. allies, right? Like mm -hmm. find your tribe, find your allies. Like you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to muscle your way through. And you know, we we go around like, how are you? Oh, great! Like really, I'm fine. like you're dying inside. Life is fine. <laughs> so, like, tell me. Where do we find it? Like, I know where to find you, so I'll find the album right away. But like, <laughs> do you want to share like your website, you know, the album name, you know, social media? Like, how do I find yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, so my website is wisharts.ca and um, I'm on Instagram under um, the handle right now. It's my heart obsession or you can just look up on it and dare to try and spell my last name <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the show notes don't worry yeah <laughs> that one i've known you a year and i still am like oh my italian's not that yeah. great yeah so. my maiden name was so much easier but um yeah my 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 music that i've released over the last few years is on you know spotify yeah, so it's it's pretty easy to find anyone these days right yeah if you really try that's the scary part if you really try you can find us especially yeah. since i'm putting you on a podcast right <laughs> that would probably help so thank you so much for oh, being absolutely. my friend, for being my heart chakra, for, you know, having my back when I cry. Oh, um, I feel from the heart, I wanted you to be on this podcast because I knew you had true value when it came to just expanding that and amplifying that. And I know that you have that toolkit and I'm glad that we got to go through every aspect of it. And 
I like to show you off. I like to show off my friends too. So like definitely the album comes out in February. Um, the, the, I, so I believe that the uh, video and song of Thousand Cries will come out sometime in February. And I'm, I'm just going to be doing like a slow release through the year, but the, the full album will probably be coming out this fall. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to milk it, you know, because they're all such important topics to me. Mm -hmm. It's like you put out an album out these days, it's just like whatever, it just falls on deaf ears. I really want to take my time and like really get my messages out there because I, I believe that we, you know, we can band together and, and all be part of the conversation. I'll be part of that journey. Yeah, and yeah. I know everyone else <laughs> listening will be part of that journey. So thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you. And then I'm going to sign off with the fact that it is Tanya's birthday. <laughs> and if I was a decent singer, I would sing happy birthday to you. But instead, we're just going to <laughs> tell everybody that it is your birthday and hope that they, you know, give out some birthday wishes, maybe thank on social you. media. But thank you so much. With that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and hopefully you learned a little bit more and that this episode is completely different than everything else that we are launching within the spiritual and growth mindset. But the darker topics are just as important as the light topics. And again, you don't know the darkness, you'll never know the light. So this is super valuable. Tune in for, you know, the next episode. And if you want to learn more about Tanya or me, then you can find us at Flying With Air. Yay.